0: Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the finals edition of Bang On for season 2023. Uh, I should introduce my two wise uh, football um, uh, gods, if you like. Uh, Johnny Warsfold, ex teammate, captain, uh, probably the second best captain behind me at West Coast. That said, uh, went on to coach a premiership team at West Coast, of course. So he'll be joining us alongside the Bomsky-Riley, who uh, sort of followed his path at uh, Claremont. A good uh, mate and an assistant coach to Gerard Neesham uh, back in the West and obviously went on to coach Fremantle. Spent 20-plus years in the AFL uh, um, assistant coach circuit um, and actually coached Melbourne. Uh, he liked to say to one of the better um caretaker coaching records ever in the afl um just ask him but we don't have time for that tonight but uh he was also a, a line coach up at the gold coast singe uh with me as well so um bombski's well versed in um uh, predicting football watching football because he does watch it very very closely um right so just three simple uh, questions these fellas and i are going to answer tonight that's to do with who's going to be the premiership uh team of 2023 uh, who's going to be the Brownlow medal winner um, Monday night, obviously prior, uh, prior to the grand final and probably just a little tickler to say who has been the most disappointing team of 2023. So I'm sure that'll throw a lot. So I'm going to go first. I think um, Brisbane are coming and coming good. They've had a bit of finals experience, not too good. We do know they have the Lions at home and maybe just a little cubbies away, but I reckon they're going to play some home finals. Um, most of their best 22 two, two are there, um, all due respect to um, young uh, Will Ashcroft, of course. He will be, he, he will be a, a sad um, deletion from that team, but I reckon they've uh, got other players that can um, offset him. And uh, again, they're going to play all those uh, lead-up games at the Gabba, so I reckon that's going to get them through. Naturally, they have to win, but I reckon they're ready to win. I reckon the last few years at Premier uh, um uh, prelim finals, the you know the young players that have played 10, 20, 30-odd games now have played those 50 and 60 games. And I reckon those couple of stinging losses they've had, I reckon they're up for the uh, the uh, the flag this year. Bomsky, who do you like? Louis, yeah. Uh, I like the Demons.
1: The Demons probably are my um, primary pick last week. I would have had them as a lock. That hearing the terrible news um, that Melksham, who's made a significant difference to uh, their forward line since he's come in, um, did the ACL on Sunday. Uh, So that that concerns me because if any you you know the Demons win a lot of games, kicking nine and ten goals, and I think there's a couple of teams in the top four that you're going to have to kick a couple more of them, no uh, more than nine or ten, no matter how well you defend. But I'd still have them. Um, I'd still have them as my favourite given the football that Max Gorn plays, the, the the people underneath Max Gorn, the experience of probably May and Lever in those key spots. And given that they've been to the big dance before and, had success and I think uh last year was pretty disappointing when they won three of their last 13 games and I think that would still be a pretty big emotional driver for them however having said that if the pies can get their best back on the park which is such an unknown I think the way that they move the ball at their at their best on the angles and those um you know kamikaze handball chains to get the kicker out that can really disrupt the way Melbourne like to defend because they they prefer stoppage contest territory, whereas I think um, the Pies are pretty good at that, but they're very good at counterattacking off half-back. So anyway, that'd be my top two picks, sticking with the Demons though.
0: Would, you, would it be fair to say that whoever wins um, next Thursday would be the Premier? Because if Melbourne knock off Collingwood, give them the week off, does that make them more of a certainty than the pies
1: i think in history doesn't it the week off counts but you know the the as you said the lions that they still snuck up on us this year you know they've gone a bit understated and then you go if they do get two home finals which is a big chance because they um what they play another interstate team in brisbane round one and then if they win that they get that second home final they've got to be a plus five goal a game better team up there so Oh, who knows, Blue? Oh, I think it's an exciting um, top four without the sort of standout that has been there in the last couple of
0: years. You're always a beauty bomber. I've asked you for one, and you've given us three already, so that's fantastic. Um, no, demons. Un- no, no okay. The demons. <laughs> yeah. Well, just on that too, let's let's. Uh, we're not dive too, too deep into their forward issues, which I know you've been a long um, – supporter of the inside 50 so with milkstrom out yeah. tom mcdonald will ask you this question coach's hat on or you got a lovely hat on tonight but tom mcdonald or brodie grundy um
1: i wonder if it's on those television shows that they make about player managers and stuff like that if they're going to lord the grundy deal pre post uh, postseason as much as they did pre-season before we saw a ball bounce now i i think and and was probably melbourne cup day um two thousand and twenty two at Alex Oshenko's place where I declared that I don't think Ruckman worked forward. It'd be interesting to ask John because um in one of the, in his charter as the West Coast Eagles coach, when he had Nick Nat and Dean Cox, that seemed to work pretty well. Um and I wasn't certain how much either of those guys played forward, but I do know that both men played all Australian in one year as a dual ruckman. But in all those games that I was lucky to be involved in, guy, I didn't see too often a Ruckman go forward and take the Bulls by the horn. So I didn't think I don't think Grundy will be the answer. Maybe Tom McDonald. Um, although Fritch came in last week and did pretty well kicking 50% of their score. Uh, so maybe they might go for something abstract. You know, they seem to have a multiplicity of midfielders. And Petrarca in, you know, a month or so ago played 50-50 forward mid and, with, gee, he was destructive as a forward. So pretty good um, choice two to have. Very
0: good. Uh, well, this, on that whoosh then, um, just quickly before we get your tip around um, the winner, what uh, now, Bomber just mentioned, Dean Cox and Nick Natanui, probably two of the all-time, well, greatest ruckman, that's for sure. But as Bomber was saying, probably not the best forwards. but Out of those two, I mean, how did you uh,
2: split the time between those two? Well, (laughs) that year, and it was the year that they uh, they both made all Australians, so they both rucked well, but we did pretty much split them 50-50. And they kicked, from memory, maybe 50 goals between them. So, uh, you know, considering if you said, okay, the two of them shared that time up forward, as a key forward, they kicked 50 50 or 50-plus goals. So that worked pretty well. Um, But, yeah. Fairly unique players. You know, Cox, you probably kicked his while he was on ball. Uh, Nick Nat at that stage could still take a mark. He hasn't taken many in the last couple of years, but, um, you know, he was always a threat in the air, um, especially with Josh Kennedy up there and uh, and Jack Darling as well. So, um, yeah, but I agree with Bomber. I don't know if Grundy's uh, the answer through a final
0: series. Um, Do you want to go first my tip? Yeah, I was going to say, mate. What is your answer? Uh, Bombers locked in the 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 D's. I've locked in the Lions. You can also go the same, or you got someone else to throw up. No, I'm I'm sticking
2: with the D's. That was uh, D's were my tip at the start of the year. Um, they, they haven't been outstanding this year, but they're they're right there in the mix, and uh, their forward line is a worry. There's no doubt about that. But with uh, Oliver back and uh, As he builds, that will release Petrarca again to be able to spend more time forward. Like Bomber said, he was dominating up there a while back, but had to spend – well, I'm assuming he spent a bit more time on ball with Oliver out. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm sticking with the Ds. At the start of the year, I was – my grand final tip was Melbourne-Brisbane. So it sort of lines up with you guys. Um, And Port Adelaide of a smoke, we haven't really spoken about them, but – you know, I think um I think they've cocked up their first home final, haven't they? So they'd be relying on that second home final if they lose, lose first up uh to try and launch into it. But um they've certainly been they can be average on their day. So um and the Pies, yeah, I agree with Bomber. Um have played some wonderful footy, but stepping into big finals might just test them out a fair bit. Um, especially if they do get their players back, they'll be coming in with a limited prep. So um, probably still, that's why I'm sticking with Melbourne. Did you want to say
1: anything, Bomber, then? Nah, Jeff, you're right. I've backed Port in too many times in big games and they've fallen short too many times. So jury's out for me on Port. This might be a different group, um, but let's see.
0: Yeah, well, as you say, the history with Port is they got the one, they got the one wood, and when the one wood, uh, when they're driving it well, it, it looks good, but when they they start hooking and slicing it, um, there's no sort of real plan B because they're not a, well, say so they don't own the ball, they they don't like to change lanes or go slow, and when they do, they 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 tend to <clears throat> find themselves out. So yeah, that's probably why no one's really mentioned the Pies and other Port Adelaide, I should say. And the pies probably because of just injury and personnel, and will they get those players back in time to to get rolling? That's the big uh, query. Now, <clears throat> that said, so that's our premiership um, side um, squared away. What about the side that's um, disappointed you the most in season twenty twenty three, John? Ah <clears throat> uh, well, yeah,
2: disappointing or underperforming it depends what you want to talk about. I'm obviously, very disappointed with West Coast. Um, in terms of them not being able to get the players on the park you know there's obviously something glaring going on there that they need to that that would be number one thing they're assessing why haven't they had uh key players available um for any extended period of time um a long bit of a fall from grace but uh you know we heard last year that i think they were the oldest team to ever win a premiership um so that that is the risk they uh just had a wonderful year, managed everything perfectly last year. Um, hard to replicate that perfection. So and a year older puts them at more risk. So um big slide down the ladder for them. But probably the one that I was disappointed in this year was Gold Coast, who again showed showed some good footy at times, but just cannot string it together. Um, you know, so to be wallowing in that lower half of uh, the bottom
1: part of the ladder again is pretty disappointing I think Right, which is locked in Gold Coast Bomsky. <clears throat> yeah I yeah uh, I concur with with uh, John I didn't think um I wasn't overly disappointed with West Coast because they performed exactly how I thought they would have when if you this didn't happen in five minutes if you track their last three years they think they won two of their last 10 fixtures in what, 21, and then they won three last year and two this year, and it wouldn't seem that they've made many enhancements to an ageing list. So I, I wasn't overly disappointed with them because I don't support them or never played for them or coached there. But my, I think West Coast, uh, Gold Coast, the Singe, were clearly, again, one of the underperformers um, in the competition. You know, nine wins in 23 games, Even last year, I thought they were so overhyped, 10 wins out of 22, but four of them were against West Coast and North Melbourne, you know, and really that's a compromised draw in itself. And they don't go without much these days, Guy, unlike in your day when they were in sheds and so on and so forth. They actually have a lot of resources, um, have a number of first round draft choices that they've retained, and yet they go down, they still do things like, go down and get beaten by North Melbourne. Um I can't work them out. And gee, good luck to three-time premiership coach, Damien Hardwick, but it would feel like already it's a bit of a Messiah type arrangement, but we'll see how they go. Everyone tells me they've got a very talented list. Um, I can't work out why they don't deliver.
0: Yes. <clears throat> well as we well as we all know, the um <clears throat> substance versus sizzle bombski. So you can have the talented list with the sizzle, but you need a bit of substance as we know. And that's they're still well learning that I would think. And hopefully, I mean, surely that that those lessons must have been taught well and truly by now. So um, <clears throat> they're they're not my <clears throat> excuse me. I think Bulldogs get a very close
1: silver medal for me too, guy. Sorry to but yeah. um they're
0: just nothing but disappointing. Um, yeah, well, we should touch on it. My, my one is, is the Cats. And Sydney, you know, Sydney um, didn't get close to them in that grand final. They they won 12 games. Geelong slid down, I think, 18 or 19 wins to 10, you know, from a grand finalist. That, that to me, is remarkable. I know they're the oldest one. So, okay, it does give you a bit of experience and a bit of grunt and all that sort of stuff, but it doesn't give you an out to slide the way they've, they've slid, slid, if you like. And, look, I appreciate what you're saying about Gold Coast, but I still think... I know they're not young and yes, they're talented, but they just, they're still not um, old enough yet to understand what consistency is all about. And that's why we keep talking about, you know, winning against the the, the bottom two sides with four fixtures or losing to North when they shouldn't, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, Dim is going to have his hands full, but hopefully in a couple of years' time, they mature, 40 gamers get to 80 gamers and all that sort of stuff, and they'll, they'll be there. But yeah, I think the Cats were the smelly one for me. Um, because again the perpetuation
1: of that uh, program guy, which you've lived through and coached through though, is that um if you don't have success along the journey of waiting till your men get to 25, 26, we've seen you you get uh, you'll get a, a replay of what happened with Dion Prestia, Tom Lynch. You know, whilst those young men have committed now for their second contract, the Tuke Miller's and the Noah Andersons and the Rows, et cetera, et cetera. Come their next contract, they will still be 24-25. And if they haven't experienced final success in the big stage of the MCG, then I would assume here we go again. Groundhog Day.
0: Well, the good thing is, as you say, as Wishes said, they finished fourth last. So as we know, the draft being compromised, they'll play those bottom uh, five other sides twice again. So rightly or wrongly, that's going to artificially zoom them up. And again, they're literally three games out of the, the eight. I know the AFL and the competition doesn't hand you the 12, but that says to me another year, Damien Hardwick, again, you know, what I'm saying, obviously a a premiership coach and all that sort of stuff. I think the more emphasis is the kids actually having another 20, 15, 30 games together. That's going to be success. And in those two years, hopefully before the time you speak to bomber is those boys will actually fall into a final um, and taste a, a little bit of success. And, um, be um, you know, be ready for some finals action. That's for sure. Um, now. That's covered the the sides. the The one that misses for me is Fremantle, actually, because they they were on the rise and everything was uh, working well for me. But again, mm-hmm. I don't want to go too late on the Purple Army because, uh, given the, what I'm wearing, of course, tonight i will get savage by people in the West. So <laughs> they've dodged a bullet. They've dodged a bullet in, in my eye. Now <clears throat> the Eye medalist. So who's going to um, who's going to win it? From uh, Nikki Dacos is the uh, clubhouse leader or the favourite by the bookies? And Bomber, you know more about that than I. But anyway, from um, from Butters uh, Damn, Pal- tracker. And, and Lockie Neal, he's about the fifth or sixth favourite. But uh, I had a quick look at the uh, Brownlow Predictor. That said, I've never seen the Brownlow Medal Predictor win the Brownlow. So there's that. He's on top with thirty two votes. Nick Dacos, uh, second on 30, Zaki Butters, 29, the Bont on 28, and Petraca was on 25. Uh, I'm going to go first because I think it's, um, I just think uh, Bomber touched on how Melbourne have just done what they've done very silently. But behind all that, I think one of the players that has been one of their instigators is Petraka and the move, get some possessions on ball, then to go forward. And I think at least three or four games, he's actually been the match winner, kicking multiple goals. Um, so the ability to light up in the middle, do what he does in there, then to go forward, take some catches, kick some really clever goals. Um, I'm leaning to him in a nostril over Nick Dakos because his three quarters of the season were some of the best football and exciting footy I've seen. So he'll he'll get a lot of threes, but unfortunately, I think he goes missing for about six of those games at the end of the season, which... He'll probably lead for most of the night, but I think Petraka's going to come through and gobble him up. That's my selection, anyway. Bomber. Well, I think the midfield medal. I'm,
1: uh, I'm sorry, guy. I mean the Brownlow medal. Um, yeah, the, I mean Dacos. The way he just possession accumulation. So if you track the winners, there is a couple of couple of uh, common denominators, and possession accumulation is one. Um, sorry, bomber.
0: When you say possession accumulation, is that why Wosher and I never won one?
1: You you also had a number of other good players around you, and it might have already become the um it's the success of the team that outweighs the success of the individual anyway, guy. Um you know that. Yeah, Nick Dacos for mine, because the other thing for me is well I don't think he's got I don't think there's there was too many other midfielders at Collingwood pinching off him like if you look at the last few years Petraka and Petraca and um, Oliver get 50-55 between them and neither of them win and when you look that Oliver was out for six or seven and in that period Petraka had a rich vein of form so I think you're on to something and I might be having a couple of shekels on him to win depending on the odds because I think Nick Dacos is very very short and and whilst Pelly has been really really good um what the losing team doesn't usually get the top votes, although Fife did win too. Um,
0: and nelson has uh, won in uh, 2013 too, Bomber, <coughs> Beautifully coached, I would have thought.
1: <laughs> well coached. And the fact that he got 50 possessions every frigging game. And when it was wet and slippery up there, he played like a man that had those frog grips on his hand and never fumbled. And something to do with it. And Dawson from Adelaide would be my Smokey. I think he's um, he's had an extraordinary season, but the fact that they probably ended up only winning 10 games might rob rob him of a few anyway. So, yeah, I'm going for Nicky D.
0: Yep, very good. Wushka,
2: I'm on uh, Dacos, yeah, getting out to a very handy lead and hanging on. Uh, um, you know, I, I definitely believe that uh, the hype in the media, the hype about him, the umpires will would have noticed him you know they every touch he got they would have been just thinking that's you know dacos is how good is he going and that definitely helps um a bit like uh, bomber just mentioned dawson had half the umpires wouldn't recognize him um mm-hmm. let alone give him vote based post game but uh nick dacos that that hype that attention uh and then he was delivering um yeah i just feel like the umpires will have in front of mind um and not giving him anything he didn't deserve because, as we just talked about, he, he was best on ground in a number of games and influential in, in the outcome of some of those tight games um, where he could go forward and hit the scoreboard when the team needed it, which is obviously um, a pretty special player that can do that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, he did yeah. a lot. Didn't he? he even burst off half-back. He was getting tagged, just yeah. running to the back of the square. And then, as you say, midfield, then he'd go forward. He was almost a Mr miss, miss Fixer, but... As you say, he just catches the eye because he's so quick. And he, as Bomber alluded to, he, he touches it on average, what, 30 to 35 times every time he walks out in the park. May have got tagged twice. It reduced him maybe to 20 to 25. But yeah, exceptional eye catching player. And Bomber, wasn't it refreshing to see a, a
2: player at half back getting tagged and overcome the tag and not whinge about it? Because the other person on this, he's uh conversation wearing an Eagles jump. I got tagged a few times as a halfback. And did he complain? Did just he. turned his toes up and gave up. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. Yeah, Nick. I just, oh. wish I just wish there was a Players Association back in my day. I would have complained to them as well. <laughs> I, I went out for 267, well, 266 games, of course, and only found five forwards. I couldn't find the sixth one. And then the sixth one started tagging me. It was just a joke. I was gonna say it's a go would have
1: would have been a massive task to tag Louie because he never played on the blokes that he was supposed to play on. So <laughs> did the tag actually find him.
0: Yeah, okay. Now okay, we've got your tips. You can stop bagging me and all that sort of stuff. Well boys, um, thanks for banging on. Uh hopefully you enjoyed the twenty twenty-three season. Very good, boys. Uh congratulations, well done. And we'll see you in twenty twenty four. Twenty four Ooh, we're going to hear that a lot next year. Terrible number. Terrible. Lovely. Number. Thanks, lads. <laughs>